Welcome to the Dulos Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to have a conversation with two of my favorite people in the world, and for many of you, two of your favorite people as well. But let's introduce ourselves a little bit, guys. I think most people who watch us know me. I'm, I'm Matt Cameron, at Cat Mamron, if you're interested. Um, but who else, who else we got here? Why don't we start with you, Redmond? Oh, uh, I'm Redmond Wormsley. Uh, grew up Crossroads, you know what I'm saying? Uh, known Cat Mamron for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you graduate from? Uh, graduated Mansfield Timberview, Cross 360, uh, nice. Wolves. Uh, and now I'm at Tech, so that's me. That's good. Um, oh, my bad. <clears throat> I'm Michael. Y'all probably know me as Mikey J or something like that. Um, went to Martin High School. Um, go Warriors. Class of 2019. I'm at UTA right now. Um, just living life, chilling, and uh, yeah, happy to be here. That's good. So you guys were obviously really involved in youth ministry when you were coming through. We did a... Um, a special morning teaching video your yeah, yeah. your I guess your graduate year right yeah. last year at Beach Week Senior year. and so we thought it'd be kind of cool to bring them back to talk about some of the current issues that we're facing um, obviously with just what's happening in our culture and with the racism that we're seeing um, one of you or both of you talk about it why is it important for us to address these issues as a youth ministry? Why do you think? You, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll go first and then I'm sure he'll uh, say his piece as well. But definitely uh, as Christians, we're called to be in the world, but not of the world, you know what I'm saying? And so it's our job to lead the people, but you can't lead from like an arm's length. And so you really do have to be concerned and you really do have to care about things that are oppressing all people as a Christian because Christ came for all people. And um, I just think that's where the root of that comes from. And then of course, loving your neighbor like yourself and loving your God are two of the biggest commandments he asks us to do. That involves other people, so. That's good. Yeah, and uh, just speaking off that, I agree with that. Um, Pastor Barry said that um, it, this is at the, the center of everything, this is a sin problem. Um, it's not with the people or um, even a specific race of people that are oppressing. It's it's a sin problem. Yeah. Um, and so I think that at the end of the day, um, you say the youth has got to be involved in this. We're the next politicians. We're the next lawyers. We're your next yeah. doctors, your musicians, whatever pastors. it is. Pastors. pastors yes, yeah. sir. Um, but we're that next generation of people. Um, and if we can get it ingrained in us that, hey, racism is wrong and we can fight this, we yeah. can fight back. This is not something that we have to grow up in just because our parents did or, or this is what we've been yeah. shown. That's good. Um, yeah. That's good. You know, the, the interesting thing about your generation, Generation Z, is you guys already are the most diverse generation that has ever been in our country's history. Yeah. You know, so naturally, you guys already get this better than the generations before you because it's the world you've grown up in. And I think that's part of what I love, uh, not just about the area of the country we live in, but the fact that here at Crossroads, like we've got such a diverse youth group, right? And a diverse church, but why do you think it's so important that we interact with people that 
don't look like us, maybe have a different background than we do. Uh, like, why is the diversity, especially in the body of Christ, so important? Good. So my, my understanding of this is um, diversity is important because we may not all look the same. We may not all think the same. You know, you may have different views on whatever it is. But that doesn't make you wrong. That doesn't make you less than. That doesn't make you anything that's not good. Um, I think it's important to to embrace these 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 differences in us um, because at the end of the day, we're all Christians. Um, and and Christ, contrary to popular belief, uh, was was from the Middle East. Um, he definitely looked different than than how he is portrayed in 21st century. And I think that um, diversity is is a very important thing. Um, it doesn't it doesn't mean that anybody is less than or or worthless or anything. But it is okay to embrace that diversity and be like, hey, it's okay that you look different. It's okay that you're tall or you're skinny or it, it is what it is. Yeah. You're still a good human being. We still love you, yeah. and I want to learn from you. I think that's that's yeah. a big part of um, just just being a Christian in general. We're all Christians at the end of the day. Yeah. Definitely. Even uh, I think Pastor Barry Cameron talked about it today. You know, God is not colorblind. Don't get it twisted. He created color. Absolutely. And so that that comes with a purpose. God didn't do anything. God didn't do, God doesn't do anything without a purpose for it. And so I think that that color and diversity and um, things like that grow us and we become better people because of how we have to work through them. And so that's all that I was really wanting to say yeah. about that. No, absolutely. You know, I, I think like obviously when I was younger and we were in South Arlington, you know, our church was much more a white church, yeah. and it just was. And then when we moved out here, and we made a lot of decisions early on as a church and as leadership to say, you know, we want to be more multicultural. And, um, and I can't imagine going back to <laughs> the way it used to be. Yeah, yeah. That'd, be a, that'd be a pretty miserable experience to me. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit, all right? So yep. you guys are both young black men. Yeah, black. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's thank okay. You it's okay. Yeah, you can, you can say that. black, yeah. That is a fact. Yes, so, that is. <laughs> so you're both young black men, and you've grown up in this culture. You've grown up um, in the same area that most people that are going to watch this video have, have do it. What's it like? I mean, like, give me... Give me a uh, give me a little bit of background of have you felt oppression in certain ways? Have you seen racism? Like we're not going to call out names or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But no. let's talk let's talk through a little bit of for someone like me who's the the thirty how old am I? Thirty am I thirty six? I'm about to be thirty seven. Thirty six year old white male who hasn't grown up like you guys have. Give me some insight. And yeah. everybody that's watching that doesn't look like you, what's it like? So um, definitely uh, just growing up, regardless of where you are as a young black male or a young black uh, a female, it's, it's instantly different. Um, and that is the case because the majority of what you're surrounded by doesn't reflect you. Um, and so what that does is creates a lot of conflict. It creates a lot of uh, frustration because the things that you want to believe in don't always believe in you or they don't always show that you can get to that same path. Um, and especially, the, specifically us and you know some of the people that are going to be seeing this, we live in uh, suburbia. Predominantly white neighborhoods. We, to, we yeah. actually have it really nice here. 
And so even if you haven't experienced um, specific racial acts against you, what you have to do is open your mind as a black person who is not in that scenario and use empathy and put yourself in that place where you can see, wow, this is, this is more than just about that person. This is about all of us. And then it reflects even bigger and it's about all of humanity because like you said, it's not a, we're, we're not fighting against people. This is a sin problem. Yeah. yeah. And that, that creates conflict. So, yeah. Um, just to, to different experiences, uh, growing up black, I think that automatically you're at a disadvantage. Um, whether it's in sports, music, um, you know, even in church settings, stuff like that, you, you automatically have to work harder to prove yourself. Um, and, you know, whereas somebody else may have more talent than you, you're already going to be counted out just because we're black. Um, and I think that, you know, you hear all the time about stereotypes and, you know, people poke fun at it and stuff like that. But there is a reason that there are stereotypes. Um, and I think that, you know, growing up black in predominantly white neighborhoods is, is even harder. Um, and, and I'm not discounting anybody that grew up in South Dallas or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that at all. Um, but I think that you've got to work even yeah. harder because um, then it's like, oh, we want that token black kid or, you know, he's that one black guy who can actually speak, uh, you know. Um, so I think it's it's really hard to, to go through that. And, and at the same time, try and keep a good head on your soldiers, um, be a Christian. And oh, my goodness, don't even get me started on on being a Christian and being it's yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot different. Um, yeah. and it takes well, a lot of you, work. You went to the same high school I went to. Yeah. Yeah. And like <laughs> Martin is predominantly oh, yes. white. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Always has been. It's a little bit more diverse now, but nah, not, it's, nah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a very small minority there. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, it's different than Timberview. Very different. Timberhood. Than Timberview. <laughs> yes. Timberhood. Very different than Timberview. Timberview. Yeah. But, but that's the. That's the thing. I mean, I remember what it was like when, when I went there. I graduated in 01, and the, I mean, it was rough for the black people that went to our school. Yeah, it's, it's very much, and I think if you, if you go to predominantly white high school anywhere, um, it's very much, like I said, you've got to work extra hard. Like, I remember um, I would turn in assignments early just so I could get the same type of um, just the same type of attention paid to my yeah. things as, as my white friends, because they could slack off, turn, up, turn yeah. stuff in whenever they wanted to. And the teacher would be like, oh, you know, that's fine. You know, at least they did it. But if I do it late, she's like, well, I gave you the deadline. That's your fault for not turning it in. It's like, but you just gave so-and-so yeah. the extra opportunity. Um, and it's, it's not always just racial slurs thrown at you and stuff. Yeah. It's the small things where it's yeah. like, I'm not afforded the same opportunity as this person, this guy, this girl, and it's literally just because I'm black, um, and it's, it's I think, it sucks. Yeah. I think another a big another big deal um, that you deal with on a day to day basis is um, just like you said, subtle acts of discomfort or racism that you can sense from the people around you, um, and obviously it's not right. We don't have to to explain why that is, um, but just that it's it's hurtful. And it's like, man, I don't really get to do, I don't get to do all of the type of things that I want to do the way I want to do them or even get to wear the type of clothes that I want to. I remember, oh, I remember, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I remember yeah. going up um, around the time when, when they killed Trayvon Martin and like, uh, I liked wearing hoodies. Can't do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? I liked wearing black. Can't do that anymore because I can't risk my life 
and the fact that that I had to believe and, and I know there was other people who who sent stuff like that yeah. um, that clothing would just be an extra target on my back because I was already a target was was so it was so terrible it's not yeah really I, I think adding on to that um, just the the whole clothing and, and everything going on um, like I, I love my parents to death and you know thank you for for looking out for me but like what I'm wearing now I would never have gotten away with you know in, in my younger age well y'all know I, know I used to I, know. I used to pull up to church in suits and ties yeah, and yeah. all they'd be like why are the Washington boys wearing button downs and all that stuff um, but it was very much because we we needed to to keep up that appearance of like hey we are intelligent yep. people yeah. and don't look down on us just because we're black um and it's it's always been something um, that's weighed heavily on my heart, on my family's heart, um, on on all black people. Um, and it's like we've we've got to put in that extra effort to work hard, whereas it shouldn't be like that. Like, yeah. I I just don't think that's that's right. But I think it's hard, um, you know, for specifically white people, to sometimes understand that. And so when you hear someone go white privilege, mm-hmm. a lot of times there's these alarms that go off in white people's heads where they go well, I'm not more privileged than someone else. And then you start describing these little decisions and you're like, okay, we've never dealt with that. Like we don't, we don't grow up in that world. And I know that there's going to be people that watch this and get mad at me for even saying that, but the, but it's reality. You know, I I remember, um, again, not going to mention names or anything like that, but I remember we went to an event one time and, um, you know, we bring a lot of kids bring a lot of black kids and um, the there was some stuff that went missing out of a store at this camp and they were all upset and all this sort of stuff well guess whose church they came to first it was us and they came up to me and you know what they said to me they said well Matt we know how crossroads kids are and I said what do you mean by that like I mean I was offended Mm -hmm. and they were they were like well you know what I mean I said you you mean that we have black kids? Is that what it is? And like, they got so mad at me, but the reality was the whole reason why they were coming after me was they assumed that it was, had to be our kids that stole the stuff because there was, we have all the black people. And you know, that's nothing like what you guys have experienced, but I'm sitting here and going, there, this, stereotype that that's all it was and it wasn't us it wasn't our church was not our kids like we pulled up the security tape Mm -hmm. and i'll let them have it but i'm just going there there is that side of things that a lot of times white people don't even realize that they they think it it's just kind of the way that they've been raised or the world that they've been brought up in because of their parents or their grandparents and um you know i'm thankful that in our church that, that we've done a good job of trying to make that not be the case. Um, but it's still there, you know, there's still that underlying stuff. So uh, it's helpful to hear those things from you guys. So let, let's talk a little bit here about, um, about the issues because we all know there's an issue. We've all seen the video, not just of George Floyd, but you know, make, Make the whole list goes on and on. Taylor, yeah, the list goes on and on and on. And um, I don't want to make this be a, a police thing or anything like that. What I, what I want to talk about is what can we do as Christians? Like what, 
what is it that we're called to do? And what, what I want to do, I want to take us to John chapter 17, where uh, you're good. Michael didn't bring his Bible. He came unprepared. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> I love Jesus, I promise. Yeah, we know you do. But in, uh, in John 17, this is hard to do holding this handheld. In John 17, Jesus prays, and um, in verse 20, he starts praying for us. And this is what he says. He says, I do not ask for these only, talking about his disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's us, okay? That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe you have sent me. Now, there's a couple things here. I want to start at the end and then work my way backwards. Jesus says the way the world will believe that God sent him is when the church is unified, like when we are one, right? We all agree that? Like there is something special about when God's people are unified. Like uh, I think it's Psalm 133.1. I could be wrong on that. Um, but I think that's what it is. It says how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. When we're together, I mean, it's, it's just this beautiful moment. So that's what Jesus says will be the evidence. Like when, when the church is one, when we're unified, the world's going to go, you know what, Jesus is real. But where I want to go is before that. When Jesus prays to God, God, I pray that they would be one. And uh, I actually heard my, a professor of mine from college talk about this recently. And he said, he said he thinks this is a prayer that Jesus prayed that he knew God couldn't answer. That God's not going to force any of us to be unified. But what he's praying for is not for God to make us one, but that God would, would use all of us to come together and to be unified together. That we literally have to answer Jesus' prayer, not God. Okay. What do you think of that? Wow, that's, um, that's pretty big. I think uh, a big thing that I've been promoting personally is it's unity. Um, because at the end of the day, we can't, we can't create change if we're still all on separate sides. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, you're saying how Christ is involved in all of this. Um, Christians are called to, to be believers and spread his gospel, right? And how are we going to do that if we're saying, oh, well, I hate that person. Yeah. Um, I don't love them. Uh, all of these people are bad. Um, cause then, then you're not promoting the love of Christ. I think that yes, there is a racism problem and it's okay to address the sin, but I still love the person. Like I, I know a lot of people and we're, we're not saying names that are just like, Oh, I hate white people, you know? And I'm just like, why, yeah. why do you hate them? Why? Well, they're all racist. No, they're not. Like I know white people that are not racist. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're sitting here chilling with them, um, and so I think that it is it is a sin problem, and and Christ would want us to to promote unity. Um, yeah. That's a big thing that I've been I've been trying to promote. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's about unity. I think that is the biggest factor that is going to get us through this um, through racism yeah. and and promote change. We need change. It's yeah. not so much oh I hate you. Well, we hate you. It, there needs to be change. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. A lot of the things that that I've been trying to say on social media. Um, similar to what you're talking about, is it? It's going to take everybody, everywhere. I don't think that needs to be debated. I don't think that needs to be explained. I think that's very yeah. blunt and realistic. Is that unity? You're right. We're not going to beat racism. 
You know what I'm saying? Because that is the that is the thing that we are fighting against. It's not the police and it's not white people. Yeah. Or it's not looters and rioters. We're, again, we're not fighting against earthly things here. Yep. We're battling racism. It is going to take all of us. It's going to take unity. Um, and a big thing that, that I feel about that is that you can't, as, as a black person, you can't, and, and you might be able to speak to this, but you can't expect someone else to want to jump in your shoes. You yeah, can't expect um, someone who, who has lived a whole life and they haven't really seen racism, you know what I'm saying, up close or even just, just on the television to want to be, oh, I wonder how that feels. There has to be a dialogue. You have to talk to them. You have to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Have you ever felt something like this? You were talking about how you had had a, a twinge of that feeling when they were like, your kids, my kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and we can't shut our mouths and then point our fingers and be like, why don't y'all understand yeah, this? Yeah. That's not unity. When we, when we combat racism, it's going to take unity, which means we got to be vulnerable. Yeah. And, and, and not, not saying you, but then we expect our white brothers and sisters, Christians and non-Christians, yeah, they, they to up. open that ear and to open their heart and to say, wow, their vulnerability is changing me and helping yeah. me understand this better. Well, I think that's the, that's the point of Jesus' prayer. Like when he talks about, Lord, make them one, this is what, this is what it's taking, you know? And even in, even in our church where, you know, we think that we've done so good and, hey, we've, we've got this great diverse group, even now we're, we're seeing, and there was still some stuff below the surface that, that we need to talk through. We need to hear. We need to, we need to be willing to have these conversations yeah. in order for that powerful unity to happen so that the world will believe that Jesus was sent from God. Because when, when we are unified and when the church is the church, there's nothing better in the world. I mean, there's just not. You know those moments when like, when, when we're like mid-camp, close oh, to the yeah, end of it, you know cry what I'm night, talking about? Yeah. When we're having like the Thursday. talent show or the cry night, and everybody's, everybody's just together. Yeah. And everybody's together. And it, it doesn't matter who anybody Girl, is. Girl, boy, yeah, tall, skin, it whatever. Does, it does not matter. When there is that unity of the Spirit we, and we let everything that divides us be gone, Man, it's infectious, and everyone wants to be a part of it. I got goosebumps talking about it. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just is. And that's where, that's where we've got to lead the way. And I believe, I believe that your generation, I'm going to include myself and in help and be a part of that, but your generation, <laughs> I'm not in the same generation, but that, that you, you guys have this passion and you have this desire to do something that, previous generations haven't been able to do, and some of it was timing, all that, but like, let's let the church lead the way in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's let Jesus win in powerful ways, and I'm looking forward to how the gospel advances through this. You know, it, th this is so much like the Lord, right, where He takes what the enemy meant for evil, and He turns it for good. And you look at the story of Joseph, where that verse comes from, in Genesis 50, and you see a brother who was disowned by his whole family, sold into slavery, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. tried to rise up on his own, and he had some moments of it, but then he's in prison, mm -hmm. right? And then his brothers come back around, and he's like, guys, no, no, no. What the enemy meant for evil, God used it for my good. 
And that's where we are. We're in this watershed moment where it's like, okay, are we going to let it keep going towards more and more evil, or are we going to step up and go, hey, let's use this for good. Let's be the change that we want to see. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's give some practical steps. Okay. okay. Gotcha. And just so y'all know, none of this is prepared. We're just talking about off the cuff. Uh, all oh, of yes. this. This is just a conversation. Freestyle. So if, if you're talking about how do we get involved um, and how, how can we help become more unified, how can we help make sure there's no more oppression, we, all those type of things, what are, some, what are some easy things that we can do? Like we talked about having a conversation and listening, but what, what else is there? Yeah, um, so... I would say for my white brothers and sisters, um, I think that you need to speak up um, because you know that it's wrong if you're Christian, you know that it's wrong. Um, and you may be like, oh, well, I'm not racist or, you know, so it's not my, my friend problem. is not racist. Yeah, so it's not my problem. Um, at the end of the day, um, your word is gonna have more power with your white brothers and sisters than my word will. Um, and until you decide to, hey, I've got to speak up and say something about this, um, we, can't, we can't start working towards that unity and change. Um, now, for my black brothers and sisters, y'all gonna hate me for saying this, but y'all gotta stop saying, oh, I hate white people. Like, y'all gotta stop. That's just driving racism. That is literally driving a division. Um, it, is, it is okay to be like, hey, I don't like racism. I don't like what's being committed. But you cannot just classify a whole race into one sin just because a few people did it. And yeah. it's literally what is being happening, or what's happening to us. Yeah. Like they're just classifying us into all oh, hood rats and looters and rioters. Mm -hmm. And why are you classifying them all into racists? You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I think an easy way, um, if you are, if you, if you're white and you haven't experienced these things is just spread awareness yeah, and start speaking up, having those difficult yeah. conversations like, Hey mom, you know, what do you think about so-and-so? I don't know if you saw that video. Uh, there was a girl named Haley who was talking to her mom. Anyway, I haven't seen have you it. seen it? Oh no, no, no not your no, sister. Not, yeah, um, I was like, yeah, not, <laughs> not, not, not Haley. you, Haley. Not you. Not you. Um, no, I haven't seen it. No, uh, she she had a whole conversation with her dad, um, and you know he was just being blatantly racist, and she was like, "The fact that you can't see that this is racism makes you racist." Wow. He was like, "Well, I'm not racist. I just think that they're all hood rats." And and, then, and I was like, "Props on her for speaking up because yeah. that's hard to like talk to your dad. Yeah. Like, oh, this is yeah. a person that loves me, but we have opposing views." Um, and I think that's something that needs to be done. You just got to speak up. And, Definitely. And that, let me add just a little bit yeah, to yeah. what he just said because that the that is part of what um, I know a lot of white people have to deal with yeah. because even though I'm not racist, there are people that I know and love. Family members, you know stuff like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like my, my own family, my own blood, not anyone that you guys know, not the pastor of the church whoa, or anything whoa, whoa. Like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but extended family members who, you know, you've been around them and you hear them say things that they go, well, I'm not racist. Yeah, it's the subtleties. I'm, of what, I'm, yeah. I'm not racist, but I don't, I would never let my daughter date it, you know, exactly, and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, time out, time out. You, you haven't, Yes. So um, there's one thing that I want to give, and then, Red, I want to I hear from you. Um, I listened to a podcast uh, years ago about this psychological disorder that we have that's called moral licensing. So I know this gets a little bit... Theological. Theological. Yeah, this, this is a little bit, you know, educational. Yeah, yeah, we but got you, we got you. stay with me because it's really good. And here's what it is. So... In our world, I think there's been 18 countries that have had a female leader, like president, prime minister, sort of things. Of those 18, one of them 
has gone on to have another female leader. And you know why? Because all of them go, well, we're not sexist. We're not misogynist. We've had a, we've had one. We've had a, a prime minister. Checkbox. Yeah, we checked it off. We we've it had off. a woman. And you know what, what has happened in our country? Like, I, I think people not just, hey, oh, well, we had a black president. We're not racist as Americans. But people do that in their own lives. And they go, no, I've got, a, I've got I, black friends. I grew like, up with a black friend, you know? And so you say these things or, you know, how can you say I'm racist? My daughter's dated a black guy, you know? And you say these type of things. And so what happens is you give yourself a license that because this one time I checked the box, now... I can, I can say things, like I'm, I'm able to do that. And what you have to understand is, the, you, you don't just get to go, oh, well, this happened one time, and so now I get a blank For check to do of, whatever yeah. I want. No, part of what we have to do when you're talking about, you know, for your white brothers and sisters, is it's not, you, you gotta look deep down and go, what other areas are there? Man, when I watched the video of George Floyd, I mean, my heart broke. Like, literally, I was crying about it. My wife and I were like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. And it was one of those where so many times, I, I remember after, uh, I think it was Philando Castile, yeah, yeah. Um, who got shot by the, the lady in Tulsa, yeah, right? Yeah, in Tulsa, yeah. After that happened, I posted on my Facebook, and I could show y'all, but I got blasted by so many of my white friends. Oh, yeah that were like, oh, this guy was this, He this. deserved yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. you don't yeah. know the backstory and all this sort of stuff. And I'm just going, time out, guys. Like, you just watched someone get murdered. And that's the same way I felt with George Floyd. And I, I, I remember going, well, this one's going to put away all those people that go, oh, but we don't know what the backstory is. You watch someone with their knee on someone's You can't neck justify that. And hand in your pocket. Minutes. You can't justify just comfortable. that. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those where it's just, it's beyond it. And, and I'm going, it's time for, for all of us, white people, to look down deep and lift up every rock and look at where you have these things that you don't know that are there, that you didn't realize, man, I, I have said those things. I have done those things. And be willing to address it and use your voice to combat those things with your own family and friends who say stuff like that. I mean, I think you're exactly right. But that's, that's part of the moral licensing. So go ahead. So I, th I think another huge uh, practical step that, that we should be taking as a community and then that uh, white people could be helping initiate would be more forums like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, conversations. Yeah, more yeah. conversations, more um, just, hey, I want to talk to this person because this is how I feel. I think that the public has very strong feelings and that we don't get to voice them all. And that's why they get so bottled up and that's why they get explosive and then we have people violent doing protests yeah we have people doing violence and, and riots and their response is i was wronged first that goes all the way back to you didn't feel like you had a voice somewhere wow. um and so i definitely think that's a big deal um just that me and mike are not the last people that you hear talk about this you know what i'm saying or yeah. that you're one of your other friends or the next time we have a young black woman up here who can speak to the type of things uh that we can't speak to yeah. because again yeah. we don't know we, we don't know it's everything. different being a yeah, black it's woman. different yeah. it's definitely be different being a, a young black woman um but the other thing uh that i would say that's very practical is uh 
take some of the politics out of your speech. And I'm speaking specifically to uh, my white brothers and sisters in, in Christ and uh, outside of Christ because we still love you. Um, when you watch somebody die, like you just talked about, when you watch somebody's life be drained from them, the first thing on your mind cannot be, I wonder if he deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Or I wonder if he was a criminal. Or I wonder, um, yada, 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 yada. Sometimes you need to take something at face value because this is a blatant disregard for life, period. And that can be where that conversation ends because we need to address the first and foremost, the biggest wrong thing that went on. And I think that a lot of times, you know, with so many hashtags, so many side movements and so many uh, other stuff, yeah, yeah. BLM, ALM, uh, we want to have this type of different conversation. Um, we can really take a lot of the politics out of it. And as Christians be like, is someone being oppressed? They're important. Yeah. And they need to get their voices heard. And this needs to stop. And that's not negating that everybody else is important. That's yeah. just saying man i am empathetic i am feeling for these people for this specific i am people feeling being for this oppressed. specific yeah. people being yeah. oppressed and realize that that jesus jesus came for everybody man, jesus came for everybody, <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> when jesus when jesus healed and helped people he didn't debate if they sinned before they were in that position you know what i'm saying i was reading about um jesus healing people the people with leprosy he didn't ask them how you got it <laughs> or what race you are. He didn't ask, uh, did your parents sin? Because that might be why you got this. Yeah. It was, let me help you. And it wasn't even, let me help you at arm's length. He touched some of those people. And he, he crossed social and political boundaries to care for people. And I think that that's, even though that's a long speech for a simple instruction. No, that's great. Um, I think that that's definitely where everybody can take that place and be like, maybe I am being too political because maybe this is just about life. And I don't think anybody can argue about life. That's good, that's good. You know, the, um, the hard thing when you're, when you're just dealing with people and you're trying to meet with people, like I would encourage you, like you said, you know, that we keep having this dialogue, we keep having these conversations and we will. Um, but I would encourage you, you know, you, you don't have to record it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. we, don't ha we don't have to. Definitely. Yeah. Like, we don't have to have it all set up. Like, you need to go do this with your friends. You need to go, you need to go meet up somewhere and just have a conversation yes, and be real with one another and be vulnerable and say, hey, this is, this is what I'm, I'm dealing with. What's it like for you? And just mm -hmm. listen. And, um, and God can do so much, so much good through that. So, um, that's good. That's a good word. All right. So wrapping up a little bit. Okay. Um, one of the things that's difficult when we're talking about vulnerabilities and we're talking about what we want other people to do mm -hmm. is it's really difficult because sometimes we want to judge people for what we thought they should have done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where if we go, hey, I'm going to judge someone's intentions rather than judging someone based on their actions. And so there, there is something there that I think is helpful for us to understand, and maybe you guys can speak to this. Like, 
when, when you have expectations that, hey, I want all my friends to do this, but my friends aren't speaking up, or my, I haven't seen, yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. seen this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? How do you, how do you still have grace for those who aren't doing everything that you're wanting them to do? Yeah. Or, you know, and how do you, how do you move through that? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Does definitely. That make sense. Um, I'm good. Okay. Cool. Um, so as as a lot of you guys know, like I'm I'm in music, like I do that stuff, and. I'm not going to say names specifically or anything, but I was told like, hey, this is not something that we want you speaking out against right now because it looks bad. Um, we need you focused on music and doing other stuff. Um, and like I said, I'm not going to say names or anything, but it hurts because it's like, dude, you're black and you don't care about this. Like mm -hmm. that could be your son. That could be, yep. you know, and, and, it, and it hurts because people are so concerned about, mm, don't know if I want to use that hashtag. It's going to mess up my timeline or yeah. mm, don't know if I want to go to this protest because, you know, it's not going to look good if I take a picture. Um, and it's and it hurts because it's like I want you to feel as angry as I do about it. Um, and people just don't have that same fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and oftentimes when they when they are like, yeah, let's go out and do it. It's for a show. Yeah. Um, I we we went out to a, a March Friday. The yeah, Mansfield yeah. March. Yeah. yeah. To, uh, we went out City to March, Hall. peaceful, awesome. Yeah. Um, and I literally saw two ladies get out of a car. They were like, oh, we're out here at the March and stuff, and then just leave. Um, and so it's, it's like you're really just out here just trying to – it's yeah. a photo op for you. Um, and, and they're killing people. Like it's, this is a real, a real thing that's happening. So it definitely hurts when I see people that I know have a voice and I know can speak out and say something, and they're just like, mm. I don't know, man, this isn't going to really look good. Uh, I don't know if this is a good look right now. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, this is this is deeper than just Instagram or Twitter yeah. and stuff. And I, and I definitely yeah. want to speak to that, uh, too, because it really is, it feels, um, it feels like it, even, even more than disrespectful because it how hurts. can you care? It's almost... <laughs> Almost the same oh, thing. That, yeah, yeah, almost the same going. thing that uh, hypocrites do, because um, you can't care so much about Jesus on Sunday, and then do whatever <laughs> Acting you want. crazy the rest yeah, of the week, and then do whatever you want the rest of the week. But when I look at you like my brother, and we've had all this time together, and then I'm like, dang, I really need your support. Quiet. And it's quiet. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Now you're supposed to be, we're supposed to be like this. Yeah. And and so a lot of times we definitely we definitely saw a lot of that. I, I had people ask me about the march. That march was police sanctioned. They escorted us. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, it, man. it was wonderful. Mayor yeah. Cook was out there. The, the police um, chief and everything. Doctor Reverend yeah. uh, Michael. Oh Evans. yeah, Pastor I mean, Evans this was, out was there, a, yeah. this was a big deal. And I had people that, that I asked before I knew how big of a deal it was if they were going to go, and they were like, "What are you talking about? They uh, the, the officer got a murder charge. We're good." Oh yeah, it's done. We're, we're, yeah, it's done. It's, it's done. <laughs> it's done. And so that that is almost enraging um, to me that people can be so small minded. But I do want to I do want to actually address your question, yeah. um, which was how do you have grace yeah. for that person who is, um, I'd like to respectfully say, slow to the to the point. Um, yeah, or you missed it completely. But. Uh, <laughs> It's something that I learned uh, just going through college and just going through um, graduation and being with friends and taking my steps that I'm taking to, to grow my relationship with God is that 
you can't tell somebody how fast to grow. Yeah. And you can't hold somebody to your convictions. Your personal standards. Your personal yeah. convictions, your personal fire, um, because they're not you. You know what I'm saying? And you're not them. And way back at the very beginning of this conversation, we talked about differences and we talked about diversity. And as much as I would love next time there's a, a big event like that to see more of my brothers and sisters and especially more of my white brothers and sisters out there, um, they got to grow. They have to grow at their own pace. Yeah. Because if they grow artificially, well, no. And then, and then it'll be a whole different beast. So what you really want to see from people is deep spiritual, emotional growth. And that takes time. Everybody's not gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, this is the way. Let me go get a, <laughs> let me go get a Black Matters, Black Lives Matters t-shirt and, and wear it <laughs> yeah, all week. Yeah, yeah. That's not gonna happen. Don't be unrealistic with people, especially with our white brothers and sisters. There has to be growth. They're going to have to remove, they're gonna check underneath every rock yeah. and be like, let me check about this experience that I thought was very cool, but in essence may have been a whole different thing. That's gonna take time. Yeah. Well, that's where I, I would just say, you know, there's, there are ways that some people, you know, I'll, I'll just say it this way. Like, it's, a, it's one thing for me to use my voice like I am right now. It's another thing for me to go, hey, I wanna go join a protest or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. not to say I never would, yeah. hear me, like, if I felt like I should and it was the right time and, yeah, you yeah. know, you guys asked me to come, then sure, I, I would probably do that because I love yeah, you yeah. and I want to stand with you. But the, the reality is, like, I, I can still do something just, just because I've got a voice and yeah. I've got people that I need to do or I need to, I need to talk with. I mean, that's what I talked uh, to one of my friends that is a, a black youth minister in Duncanville. And, um, you know, we were just kind of checking on each other, doing that whole thing. I, I reached out to him and he's like, man, all my white brothers are reaching yeah, out to yeah, me. Yeah. You know? There was a lot of hey, that. Keep yeah, doing it, keep feel, doing yeah. it, keep doing it. And that's it. what he said. And, and he goes, you know, and I, I said, I go, what do, you, what do you want from us? Like, what can we do? You know, I hurt for you. I want to listen. I want to be here. I want to be a part of the change. I don't know what that is yet, but I want to be a part of it. And he goes, man, I just need you to keep checking in on me, and I need you to be there. And, um, you know, I don't think that that's the end of it, but that, that is what it is right now. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's where this isn't, this isn't, hey, like you said, this isn't, oh, hey, you got arrested. This isn't, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we're done. It's done. Like, this is something that I believe can help define your generation in a really, really good way where we're able to come up. I mean, you look at what just happened with the NFL. Like oh, yeah. Them coming out and going, yeah. hey, we were wrong. Yeah. Like, you think you were going to hear that a month ago? Like, did anybody? You know? And, and so there's, there's hope there, and it's just a journey that we're going to all have to take together to do it. And so one last passage, and then, um, and then we'll close up. But in uh, – got to find the exact – in Galatians – Chapter 3, all right? Uh, I'm going to start in verse 20, there we go, 27. It says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, 
There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Now, I know you guys might not know all the history with that, but Abraham was given the promise for the Jews, right? Like, this is, this is your promise, this is going to be your land, these are your people, all that sort of stuff. And when Jesus came, Jesus <laughs> kind of flipped the script on him, and he was like, well, actually, it's not just Jews, mm-hmm. it's anybody, which is all of us. And um, when, when Paul writes that in Christ there's neither Jew nor Greek, but if we're in Christ, we are all Abraham's offspring, like, he, he changes this, and I mean, it, it would have made people so angry oh, yeah. that were, that were yeah, racist, yeah, yeah. that were all this sort of stuff. And, and people don't realize that that stuff's in the Bible, you know, but this is what we have to understand about Jesus. Jesus is always the voice that's bringing unity. Jesus is always the voice that's trying to bring us together. Satan is always the voice that's bringing disunity and trying to pull us apart. And so, when we're working through this process together, because it, it's a long road ahead, right? When, when there is a voice that's trying to pull us apart, know that that's never Jesus. That what Jesus wants to do is He wants to bring us together, but we've got to act on it. And we've got to be willing to have conversations like this. We've got to be willing to do what we need to do to listen, to care, to empathize, and to go let, let's make this change that we desperately need to, desperately need to see, right? Go yeah, and I, and I definitely want to say, because I know we're wrapping up here, um, something that my mom was talking to me about the other night was that it is, it is really crazy right now. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, yeah. if you can, yeah. you can address we're in a 2020 economic crisis, so to speak. We're in a pandemic, yeah. definitely. Um, Americans have decided that we just ended Corona. Corona's is gone. Even more Magically. dangerous. Look at us. We're four feet from each yeah. other. Yeah. Magically We're kind gone. of part of the problem right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then on top of all of that, we have uh, all of these racial tensions coming yeah. to light. And I think what we're looking at is definitely a fire being created. Even if God didn't create it, the fire is about to be used to burn away a lot of the impurities. Mm. And so what she was saying and what, what I'll repeat is that I can't wait to see what God is going to do yep. after this yep. and with this, yep. even if he wasn't the initiator. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, kind of adding on to what both of you guys said, um, we're, we're Generation Z. You, you can already see we, we're using Twitter, Instagram, all that yeah. stuff You're to kind of. everybody. We're literally. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's, going, she's going crazy. Scott. Yeah. Ooh. But, yeah, literally we have – People don't have to pay attention to the mainstream media and all that yep. stuff now. Whereas, you know, 30, 40 years ago, all you had was CNN or all yep. you had was Fox. Um, and I think that we're really stepping up and starting to use our voice and be like, hey, you know, this is wrong. I don't stand for this. My friends don't stand for this. Our parents may and the people above them might, but our, vener- our generation is not going to be a part of this. Um, and so I think that, like you said, we're on the verge of something great here. I think change is coming. Uh, I can start to see unity. Um, this is great, um, but it's it's going to take all of us, um, right. white, black, Latino, Asian, everybody. It's going to yeah. take everybody to make a change. Yeah, That's good. Well, hey, we hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, we want you to help us continue the conversation, and uh, we just want you to know we love you. 
and that comes with no conditions. So it doesn't matter what you look like, where you're from, all that. We love you, and more importantly, God loves you. So I want to pray, and then, uh, then we'll wrap it up. So let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for uh, this time you give us just to talk with one another. And Lord, I pray that our conversation helps spurs on all kinds of other conversations. Uh, but Lord, I, I pray most of all that it doesn't just stop with talking, uh, but it moves us to action and helps move us to be more like you. Lord, I, I pray the same thing Jesus prayed where we started, uh, that God, you would make us one and that you would use each and every one of us to do our part in bringing about unity so that the world may believe that you truly sent your one and only Son to this earth. Lord, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Dulas Youth. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.